Welcome to Solace, Soul Plus Grief. I'm your host, Candy Lucas. We Catholic cemeteries know that the loss of a loved one has a profound effect on our lives. And we would like to help you deepen your faith. Pay attention to where God is moving in your life as you grieve. And call upon the love of God to accompany you. Each week, we take a different text or scripture or poem, or maybe an idea from the Holy Spirit, and we use that idea or poem or song to help us reflect more deeply on our grief and God's place in our life and God's place next to us as we grieve. Please remember you're always welcome in our circle of healing love and support. Whenever I become overwhelmed by life events, work events, I feel this overwhelming urge to do everything. Pray more, meditate more, read more, do more art, finish my Sandy Hook Jesus, bake, write more. And so today, as I prepared for this podcast, I remembered how overwhelmed I was when my own mother died. Not so much overwhelmed with the fact of her death, because it was anticipated, but overwhelmed by the peripheral tasks that seemed an ending. There were things that need to be crossed off lists that I didn't understand where the list came from or why her death had created these lists. So I thought it might be helpful to think about another time when I was overwhelmed and maybe sort through those thoughts and feelings and the spiritual thoughts that arose. So I go back to a time when I was preparing to go to Spain on a 30-day retreat and how much I was inspired to do in anticipation. I wrote that I was on fire with things I could be doing that I was inspired to do, but that I didn't do them. I kept putting things on my spiritual things to do list, explore this or that issue in spiritual direction or in prayer. And then I would say to myself, take it to Spain. I begin making a list of things to take to Spain. And so I thought about this 
and the grief about my mother, and it was so intertwined that I think it might be relevant today. At that time, I was thinking about my upcoming retreat in Loyola, and I imagined that I would have all this time to attend to my interior life. In a similar way, I imagined I had all this time to take care of my mother's dying, my mother's funeral, my mother's memorial. I was not working at the time and had taken leave from my job. I had spent the last few months taking care of my mother as she died of cancer and helping my father. Living in their old bedroom in my family home with my cat and my own children on the West Coast. I was back in the bosom of Iowa trying to make sense of things in my mid-40s. So my list of things to take to Spain seemed all too long to even bring along. I got stuck in my head. I kept trying to embrace these opportunities that kept coming up to me to listen and to be with those who are suffering and seeking solace or an ear to hold them in that space. I think I can do that for it relieves the jangling going on in my own soul and my own head. And again, these are my notes from Spain and I could have written them in the days after my mother's death. But at that time, I didn't even know about Spain. And I knew very little about God. But again, back to the days of Spain, thinking about it, having the time and the space to relieve the jangling going on in my own soul and my own head. Over the years, I've listened to various yoga teachers talk about monkey mind. Yoga was another thing I took up after my mother died. I understood well what that meant and was able to attend to the quieting of that with some light meditation and breathing. I wish I had known about light meditation and breathing when my mother died. But all I knew was how to be overwhelmed spiritually. Now I know that I find it harder to cross the gulf of monkey mind to centeredness. I get to that bridge and then get distracted by the view. When I was making these notes for Spain, I wanted to make it more of a freeform journal entry because it was not coming from the calm and peaceful, loving place I could generally tap into in those days when I wanted to talk about sacred things and sacred places 
and sacred times. Yet the messiness of my own life was always getting in my own way, much the same as when my mother died 25 years previous to this time. I could see what things should be or what I want them to be, but I can't get them there. I have at my age gotten pretty good at going through the motions until the right thing kicks in. But it seems to take longer all the time to get to that right place. I can listen in minutes, maybe several minutes, but on days like today, it leaps ahead of me and turns around and wonders what is taking me so long. Then the doubts and the worries come crowding in. What makes you think you can do this? Listen to people in a constructive way. Is my grieving for me? Is it for my real healing? Or is it just to go through the motions? I know this strips with cynicism and borders on self-pity, but I wanted to get it out there. I didn't want to take that to Spain. I didn't want the grieving of my mother and the public mourning of my mother to be riddled with self-doubt and worry. I wanted those things to stay behind under my bed. I know I'll be able to find them when I need them. And so I wonder about that grieving time and about that anticipation. And I remember describing this recently for my sons as I was writing a small memoir for them about the time when my mother died and about how I waited to be hit with the grief. I waited for it to smother me. When I saw her take her last breath, what occurred in my heart was joy. I quickly stuffed it down because it seemed so inappropriate. Now I realize that God had walked in that room. He had taken my mother's hand and he had taken my hand. My hand he had taken for the reassurance my mother's hand he had taken for the journey. But both our hands were taken in love and in joy.
What I long to see healed in my world is anxiety and estrangement between people in my world and in the outside world. It seemed we used to all know how to be in the world without having negative expectations and views of one another. The beauty of the promise of God's love of me and all beings in the world is a source of joy in my life. The neglect of the marginalized, the women and girls everywhere who are victim of institutionalized rape, all victims of violence, children separated from their families, people separated from their God, the incarcerated and their families, perpetrators of violence, the old and the infirm, the victims of the church and their families, the poor, makes me sad. I am determined to change the treatment of LGBTQ children and their families, people of all colors, people who are dying, people who need medical care and can't get it in this world. My heart is broken open by the loss of women who lose babies and children for whatever reason, the Bamiyan Buddhas destroyed by the Taliban, the Pieta through vandalism, art stolen by the Nazis from Jewish families. Jewish families. Notre Dame. People being decent to one another for no reason in this world. My creative spirit is kept alive by people who express the following thought by Thomas Merton. Yet it is in this loneliness that the deepest activities begin. It is here that you discover act without motion, labor that is a profound repose, vision in obscurity, and beyond all desire, a fulfillment whose limits extend to infinity. That brings to a close another episode. I'm Candy Lucas, your host, aftercare coordinator for Catholic Cemeteries in San Jose, chaplain and spiritual director. Please support us by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or Spotify. You can contact us through the telephone number or email on the show notes. We always welcome 
your comments and suggestions for future episodes. Spiritual direction is always available for those who are grieving through Catholic cemeteries. Be gentle with yourselves. Travel with God. Vaya con Dios. Thank you.